kind of podcast would linger in such a place? One that is cursed. Long ago, the men of the podcast swore an oath to the last king of podcasts to come to their aid to fight. But when the time came, when the podcast need was dire, they fled, vanishing into the darkness of the podcast mountains. And so the great Neobold cursed them never to rest until they had fulfilled their pledge. Who shall call them from the grey twilight, the forgotten people? Well, me and PlayStation Unchained. Hello. It's me, Neil Bolt, back again, and hosting PlayStation Unchained, episode 189. That was from Lord of the Rings. There you go. So in case you're suddenly going, I know that. Um, where from? Um, I am joined, of course, by the fellowship of this podcast that is, uh, of course, Ben Shedderbill Hall. You may have my voice. <laughs> Tim Newman. <laughs> I think the only thing that you failed on with that reciting was you should have called it the cast of pod. I should have, but it was on the cuff a bit. Uh, so good. So good. But yes, Tim Noons, you are here too. I think so. That, that's always good to know that you might be here. It, it adds a bit of mystery to the show. And also rounding us out, it's the Gimli of our little group. It is Gary Bagdasarov. Why do I have to be Gimli? Wait, come on, know. I'm the Gimli. I'm the shortest out of all of us. Yeah, but he's surly and aggressive and he hates everything. So. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> and I'm sure I've heard Carrie say that nobody tosses him. You guys can toss whatever you want of mine if you want it. Well, no, this this went from being <laughs> a family-friendly show <laughs> very, very quickly. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> It's always family friendly. Yeah. If your business is making families. I never said anything bad. <laughs> yes, um, apologies last week. Um, ill children, uh, the first illnesses of the school year, mean that uh, having no distractions is almost impossible at that point. Um, it also meant that we missed the uh, wrestling podcast, the first time we've missed one in this run, which is annoying for me because I had personally done my own predictions and got seven out of eight so i was uh, rather annoyed there but no doubt ben would have got eight just, just <laughs> to fight me so. I, because i am the wrestling god <laughs> the god of the wrestles um yes i was i, I used the uh, lord of the rings reference just because i've been watching the, the films and having played the game that isn't canon maybe canon could be canon it would be funnier if it was canon to be honest it probably has canons yeah, it does. Siege Beasts, they're technically cannons. There we go. There you go. Um, yeah, so right out of the gate, um, let, let's clear up some business talk. We haven't done the review, the review predictions for a while because, uh, you know, we were waiting on SteamWorld Dig to actually have people play it, which is not to knock SteamWorld Dig because it, it's highly favoured. But, uh, yeah, it, it took a while because it was on PC first and that's where all the reviews were. Um, so... A few weeks ago, that's what we said. We did our predictions. I had 85, Tim had 90, Ben had 76, Gary had 87. The score was 87. So Gary got dead on points. So he gets double points. That, means, that means Gary moves into double figures. So it's uh, Alfonso two and a half, Mike two and a half, Tim five, Ben five, Gary 10, Neil 17. So we, we've got to pick a game from next week. Um, there's a few, so it, it's uh, interesting. Should we do South Park, do you reckon, guys? Or should we pick something different? Don't forget to bring a towel. I think we can do this a doubleheader one. Yeah, let, let's make up for the time we've lost on that one. Yeah. So we'll do South Park and what's the other one we should do? Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yes, because, yeah, we are, we are a, a PlayStation podcast. It would make sense to do that game about driving bits of metal around. All right, so, um, South Park, let, let's do this. I know this is all out of order, and we're making you go, what the hell are these guys doing? But, uh, you know, we, we're not going to do news today because it's all about loot boxes, and to be honest, there's been enough talk about loot boxes and such. So we'll go on straight with this. So let's get going. South Park, I say, will get approximately 84 I will now ask Tim Noon 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 Noons to 
offer me his special score. Tim. I cannot accept finance. 89. 89. Um, Gary. I will say 83. 83. Cool. And Ben. I'm going after the words. I'm going with what Kevin has been enjoying so far because he's received the game early. I'm going to go with 94. Two. Oh, 92. Mm. Damn. Because he's saying it's amazing. So. so you're not guessing this time? No, I'm not guessing because this looks amazing. Oh, it's so oh, Okay, sorry. I mean, you are guessing, but you're guessing by random number generator. <laughs> well, well. Okay, let's move on. And let's go to Gran Turismo Sports. And I will not go first this time. Ben, as you were last that time, you go first this time. Okay, I'm going to go with... Um, this is my own scores out of my head. Uh, 83. 83. Um, Gary. 80. 80. Tim. 85. 85. Uh. Hmm, I would say probably 82, just because I don't... Uh, Gran Turismo is not likely to change hugely. So, it, hell, my the surprise... The player will probably be amazing, but a lot of people will criticise it for the lack of proper single player. It's my review, my opinion on why the score will go down a bit. Well, I think in the time that it's sort of declined from being as important, you've had Forza sort of become Microsoft's so the problem is that Forza's gone down in sales because of how many they've released. Oh, sure. But it's also because, you know, they don't have anything else and the console isn't selling that well yeah. by comparison. So, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, but critically, it'll probably do better uh, than Gran Turismo. Yeah. And I think you know, Gran Turismo will probably do much better commercially. Speaking, oh, yes, yeah. Gran Turismo. More people buy that than Forza. Oh, yeah, and you have a bigger install base straight away. Hey, look at that. We even got a topic, some conversation out of the predictions thread there. So we did well. We, we did say words. It is that time of year where there are just games left, right, and center. Um, yeah, we I can't, really can't wait for the new Ask Creed. The Ask Creed. <laughs> yes. You're, you're chugging down plenty of energy drinks. <laughs> yes, I have. Just I so you've got enough wood to play <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> the, the, the funny part is that energy drinks might stop you from doing that. Yeah, it is <laughs> the bitter sweet irony of it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is of course one game. You know, there's there's another game that's out there. And I think Wolfenstein and as we said, Gran Turismo and South yeah, Park. Long after the, that, we've got the, 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 the Star Wars, the Star Wars and the CODs and all that nonsense. Yeah, it it's that time of year where if you aren't particularly rich in money, you may have. A bit of struggle, but uh, well, I'm very lucky this year because it's and Gary's phone makes its customary <laughs> appearance. I'm very lucky this year because I saw my sister this weekend, and yeah. I asked her what she wanted for her birthday. She said, "Don't bother, buy something for yourself." Well, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, is that why you got more energy drinks this time? Yeah, I was like, "Well, okay, I, I guess I'll buy energy drinks," and I sat, yeah. <laughs> if you put a little bow on it and just say <laughs> so, so I know thanks, I'm not sis. supposed to open it yet <laughs> uh, yeah but you know we're, we're also playing some of the hot 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 games that are coming out some of us can talk about those games some of us can't sadly Tim poor Tim can't quite talk about his um, we may have mentioned it already it's all um, to the distance yes <laughs> Right, um, but uh, Gary, you, you've been playing a game that's just come out, like Friday, two days before we recorded this, which is, of course, The Evil Within 2. And I, that's what I want to lead with this week. So, Gary, how is The Evil Within 2? It is surprisingly good. I'm uh, really enjoying it. Uh, the changes have been good to it. 
uh, I believe. Uh, some probably not for the better. But it's definitely gone away from being a Resident Evil clone type of a game like the first one was. Yeah. And it's gotten more inspiration from other titles, uh, specifically The Suffering, uh, when it comes to the supernatural horror elements of the game. And the open, world, the open worldness of it kind of reminds me of um, Silent Hill Downpour. Yes. Yeah, which is yeah, right up my street because I, I quite like that. Yeah, it's um, it is looking interesting within itself. Yeah, within itself. Um, even having personally never got around to playing the first one, I just this one intrigues me more straight away. I think just with the setup of it. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, like the the other thing that it takes, like you said, from downpour is also negative, and that's um the lack of enemy variety. I think, um, like you encounter different enemies, but yeah. they pretty much act the same as the enemies you encountered before. They might look different, but they're not really that different. Yeah, they're just yeah, swap outs, if you will, aesthetically speaking. Yeah, that, that, that's a shame in some ways, I suppose. But uh, how's, the, uh, how's the story going with this one, though? The story is actually really good. Um, it, it kind of follows what happened at the end of the first game. Uh, which I kind of want to spoil, but I don't for you. Um, but it's also its own separate beast, um, where the first one was mostly about uh, him being called into a, a mental hospital because there is some sort of murders going on there. This one takes a completely different focus and focuses on his on the main character's daughter, who he believed was dead but he finds out was actually alive and he goes on to find her um, and pretty much rescue her. Uh, it's actually a lot more emotional than I thought it was going to be. There are some really sad moments in the story. Um, I know a lot of people who were watching the stream and uh, some of the guys on the site uh, thought that uh, the main character was kind of boring when he was talking. Well, when it comes to, came to the voice acting, like he was just kind of there, like no emotion whatsoever. But uh, it, it does change through the story. He does become a lot more emotional, and it was really nice to see. Uh, for the most part, the voice acting was very well done, especially from the supporting cast. Uh, like the the villains were very well done. Uh, definitely much better than the first games were. Uh, when it comes to the main, main villains. Uh, in the first game, you had really one main villain, and then you had, like, the bosses that chased you throughout the game, like the crazy lady that comes out of the blood, and she's got, like, the long hair and the claws for the arms. You had a chainsaw guy who chased you. They didn't have any real personality. Uh, they were just there, and eventually you had to defeat them uh, throughout the game. In this one, you pretty much are up against actual personality characters uh my favorite is stefano he's the first one that you encounter he like every time he kills somebody he takes a picture of them and he pretty much freezes them in time so when you encounter their dead bodies they're kind of like moving in incredible slow motion and you see like how they died it, the effects they did are very well done for that game uh especially with stefano uh, but yeah, characters well done. Stories a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, a lot of twists and turns. But it's hard for me right now to see a sequel to come for Evil Within 3. Um, and that's mostly because I don't think the sales will be there, unfortunately, for the game. But yeah. but then, I don't know, with um, Bethesda, they seem to supplement a whole bunch of games well, you know, we're thinking, yeah, it's like, if this game doesn't do great, then we'll be okay because we've got these games that do. Hence why they shovel out the likes of Skyrim multiple times because they know that it'll do gangbusters. Because do you think in the last year they've had, you know, Dishonored 2 didn't sell well, Prey didn't sell particularly well, you know, so Evil yeah. Within not so well. I mean, I would say the alarm bells for them would definitely ring if, like, Wolfenstein 2 doesn't sell well now as well. But, um, I think that's probably going to be the best seller outside of the, you know, Bethesda's big names. To be fair, though, right now, games aren't selling well anyway. Well, no, but it's like when you're going for single player, 
Tile, especially like with um, arcane stuff, where it was. Oh, that reminds me, single player tiles. We've got Horizon expansion coming out soon as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, beginning of next month as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The the the, the yeah. problem with Wolfenstein though is it's got a bigger mountain to climb than anything else they could have released. I mean, oh, sure. what it's going up against could easily bury it. You yeah, know, that means there Assassin's is Creed, that. Mario Odyssey. And you know Wolfenstein, it's going to be really hard for them to really get the well, sales. Sure, want. yeah, because um, you know Assassin's Creed ha- has that name value that is definitely higher than Wolfenstein. You know, despite being a, a shorter, you know, uh, not being out for as long as a series. But um, and Mario is Mario, but that will sell. But Mario is going to be on one platform, so that does leave it to be a basically a head-to-head with. You know, uh, Assassin's Creed. The problem I think then comes in is the week after it's COD week as well. So it's like that's probably the biggest risk to Wolfenstein's sales. There, we shall see. I think it might do well enough if, if the reviews are good. Then I think it it could kick on. But it's it the first game got some you know milling reviews because in truth there were moments in that game where it did drag. And get a bit okay. I get the point. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, go on. Sorry, Evil Within Two. Yeah, so yeah, going back to Evil Within Two. Uh, I know a lot of the the biggest problem that a lot of people had with the first game was the lack of ammo that you can find. Like you'd walk around and you find like, oh, there's some pistol ammo here, and you get like two bullets. You're like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> And what made it worse was there's a lot of situations where you couldn't progress unless you killed all the enemies in the area and you didn't have any ammo to do it. <laughs> uh, it was incredibly frustrating. Um, and with Evil Within 2, they definitely rectify that. There is plenty of ammo to be found. There is plenty of ammo you can make because you find gunpowder everywhere. Uh, and obviously, because of the game's crafting system, uh, you pretty much share the gunpowder between all the weapon types. So you have to, like, oh, do I want to make shotgun ammo? Do I want to make sniper rifle ammo? It's up to you, but it all takes the same resources. Kind um, of uh, kind of like Dead Space 3 did that a bit, didn't it? I think, if I remember rightly. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it's definitely been rectified, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, the, the, the other real big problem for me was just how close the camera was to the character. Um, yeah. like it just takes up half of the screen and I hate that. It really pisses me off. Um, especially when you're in, in closed areas, which thankfully a lot of the in closed areas didn't have an insane amount of encounters for you to do. Uh, most of them were more horror uh, encounters where you had to kind of go stealthy and avoid the enemy because the enemy will kill you in one hit um, if they are able to catch you. Oof. But like I, I, I feel like it's just more of a streamlined game. Um, I know Shinji Mikami didn't make this one. He only produced it. So he didn't write it or direct it or anything. Um, and you definitely see that in the gameplay elements. That definitely has a more Western feel to it. But the horror elements are still very Japanese horror and Asian yeah. horror style. And I, if, if you know me, I love Asian horror. I think it's very innovative. It's very creative. And you definitely see it in this game. Um, but yeah, if you like the first one, this, in my opinion, is a must-buy uh, because they improve almost everything from the first game in this one. And it's, it's brutal. It's very violent and gory. The sound effects are incredibly satisfying and very disgusting at the same time. Uh-huh. Um, but the sound design is very well done. Even the music was done by, I think, the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra, and they did a fantastic job as well. So, yeah, very much enjoy the Evil Within too. Cool. Um, why, why are you here then, Gary? Have you played anything else, or has it been all Evil Within? Uh, the other game I can't talk about and I never want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel but your I'll pain. probably have to talk about it next week when the review goes live. Um, 
But other than that, uh, I've jumped back into Battle Chasers. I've been playing that a little bit more. They've released a patch uh, that fixed a lot of the crashing issues the PS4 version was having, so I'm thankful for that. Um, but apparently I'm the only one who was having a, a glitch in that game where I can defeat this sub-boss yes. side quest. glitch, glitch, Yeah, <laughs> and I've been searching online if anybody else is having this problem, and apparently I'm the only one, where... I fought it one time and I fought it too soon, so it just wrecked me in like two to three hits. It wiped my party, so I went back to fight it again later, but it's not appearing anymore, and it's really frustrating because at first I thought because you have to find an item in order to summon it, yeah, and I assumed that because I summoned it and failed, I had to go find the item again. So for like two hours, I was looking for this item, it never came back. Um, I could never find it. So then I looked into my inventory and I already had the item. But I can't use it anymore. <laughs> so I can't fight this boss. And it's incredibly frustrating. But yeah. Still a great game though. I recommend that game. But yeah, those are pretty much all I've been playing. So sweetness, sweetness. Um, Ben, is it shortlist this week? Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> how how you avoided the housing crisis this week? Yeah, I already believe. had a house. So you already had a house. They so you weren't affected. You were one of the higher ups in society. I tried to. My wife who wanted to upgrade her house to a medium though, so we were trying to look around. But yeah, on my server they sold out and mediums in three minutes. They sold out a large in two minutes, and they sold out small houses in ten. Jeez. <laughs> And it's not like they're cheap, you know. A medium house is twenty million. A large house is forty to fifty million. Uh, how much heads up did they give to this happening? Then uh, they literally said, "Oh, it'll be when the patch goes live, and then the houses will be open." Oh wow! So not like anyone could like save up in advance, really. Well, you, really... Got, you had a few months. Oh, it was a few months. Okay, that's yeah. right. say. Oh, then yeah, that explains the uh, yeah. the hysteria that's built up. Yeah, they had a few months, and the problem, what, what it caused the major issue is um, the PC version had patch errors. So, yeah, even if you were to download the patch ready for when the servers went live, you couldn't because it would crash. And then when people logged in, there was a server queue, so people couldn't get on straight away either. <laughs> <laughs> and there was people actually making plans and strategies and working out how fast their ping is to work out how they can get to the house faster. So they can buy the land before anyone else. So it was insane. My wife eventually got a small house in the mist, so she moved from the goblet to the mist. So I I like my little house. My house is probably worth more now because originally it was right next to the waterfall. And any time there's an event, there's fireworks behind my house. Yeah. And now they've added a swimming pool, Roman-style baths into the goblets. And part of the bath is actually in front of my house. (laughs) So I've got my own little swimming area to go with the fireworks. And I'm right on the opposite side of the market board. So I like my little... It's only a small house, but... It's yours. It's mine. And I actually have one, so I can't complain. Yeah, no, I think you're right there. uh, Fair enough. That's your lot, is it, then, this week? Because uh, it was patched this week, so I did the new dungeon, I did the new raid, um, and I tried the new AI squadrons. They're a bit special. <laughs> That's uh... okay. Fair enough. You can <laughs> check one. it on YouTube. So, do they use the gambit system? Kind of. Basically, you can no. You can just give them like um, tactics, and you can tell them to engage or disengage. So pretty much they suck and they'll kill you. But as you level them up, it increases their tactics and they gain stat bonuses. So they start bad, but they've already started getting pretty good. The funniest part of me I found was um, I was doing one dungeon, right? It was me as tank, two DPS AI and a healer AI. The healer AI was so doing so much damage instead of healing that the, one of the damaged AIs had to start spamming heals on me. Wow. Because it was an archist, so they could have physics. So the healer was doing arrow and stone and all that lot. And I was nearly dead, and the archist realized this and started healing me. Just like real players. 
Sad. So yeah, uh, it'll be better if they added more dungeons. You can only do five different dungeons. So. Yeah. But yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Sweet, sweetly sweet. Um, I suppose that we'll move on to you then, Tim. What have you been playing that you can talk about this week? Uh, not much, honestly. I've done a little raiding and Destiny and a little farming in 14, but that's about it. It's a shame you've been consumed by the other game. Yeah. Yeah. Is is the, the football season making you unhappy again, Tim? No, the season's over. <laughs> Which, yeah, if anyone knows Tim, that's, he's not really joking on that one. It's, uh, it's not going well. Um, cool. So that's it for Tim. That, that leaves me. So... If you, if what you have you been playing? Well, I obviously didn't get to talk about stuff last week, so I, my list has grown exponentially, and uh, people want a short podcast. This is the point to turn off. So, um, I suppose I'll shot charts, charts even. Yeah, why not? Um, I'll start with uh, Shadow of War, which of course I've been playing for weeks. And oh wait, did you get that loot box? Did you open the loot box so you can start with it? I tell you what. what? I opened a loot box and it told me that I it, I had gained the ability to not be able to talk about Did it the I week kill up. Everyone? <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know. The mood's dour again today. It seems we're. we're uh... I was trying to take the piss out of loot boxes, but it's fine. Well, yeah, your loot box turned up bad humor. It seems so it, no, people. It was, are... worth, it was worth the money then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't always get good stuff in those loot boxes. Sometimes you just get bad humour. Yeah. To clarify with this, yes, stupid that there are loot boxes in a single-player game. Infinitely stupid. More stupid because in Shadow of War, they just seem utterly, utterly pointless. Like, to the point where in most games, there's a loot box. It's there as a very tempting system, a way to make you go, oh, show off to other people and go, oh, look, this is all the great stuff I've got, hence why they're online orientated. Um, here, I, there just doesn't seem to be any point to it because you can easily earn a lot of the stuff of it in-game without any worry. I mean, the point where it becomes useful, I suppose, if you wanted it, is uh, in the last act, which is basically a a series of sieges basically where you just like protect this base then protect this base protect this base protect that base it's not really a spoiler to say that but it's just what it is it's, there isn't really any story to it it's just a case of defend the bases if you lose the base get the base back and you have to spend some resources to like protect your base or set up your your attacking army but once you've bought them once in a region you don't have to pay them again so you're not doing multiple payments again there would be where i would say oh now i see where they they could have just said oh okay well, one time use you pay for one time each time you defend your base and that's how they get you but no even there they, they plenty of money left over every time and even then it's like it's not a huge challenge yeah you'll get beaten down and knocked down occasionally which is half the fun of uh, Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War because the Nemesis system is just magnificent. I mean, regardless of all that, regardless of the fact that you know, Shadow of War is very much a little too long and sometimes the animation is a bit too much in the sense of you're trying to move at speed and you just end up knocking into walls or not quite jumping right and just feels a bit annoyingly clunky when you don't want it to be on those very few occasions but um no the nemesis system which was you know such a great big surprise in the first one in terms of how well it played and has really very much not been used since um, in, in anything but XCOM's expansion pack um it's just amazing here just the game is an anecdote machine in terms of stuff that happened even like going into the fourth act where you're not really doing much of interest uh, in terms of story progression just emergent moments that happen because of the betrayals and double crosses and the, just like um like i went into a base the other night where i went and 
just to take one guy out and, and like that's it just get him out of the way because i've got to retake my base and the only way to do that is to really get rid of the war chiefs or infiltrate them. one of them was too high a level for me to sort of get him on my side so i thought well i have to kill him and replace him with one of my guys like that and um so i got into a fight with him and then i got ambushed by an, another one as i was hiding uh yeah literally another guy, orc captain just came out grabbed me out and so i had his, a problem with him so i had those two then another one turned up having a go at me for killing his blood brother and then another one came up to, who had a beef with another one of the orcs that was trying to fight with me anyway and it was just madness it just went absolutely crazy and just stuff like that happens so often i just like to like you know thinking you're about to be killed and like oh christ this is going to kill me off and then just being saved at the very last second by one of your captains who then just sort of gives you a condescending little remark about having to save you yeah it's just amazing how much fun it is you know interacting with the orcs and just the fun <laughs> in terms of the, the things they say the things they do there's ones that are weirdly a bit pervy there's ones that are a bit sing-songy there's ones that are obsessed with maggots that literally that, that's all they talk about is maggots and they have to, they inhabit maggots within their body because apparently it makes them feel better it's yeah they're a colorful bunch there is unfortunately a bit of repetition in terms of dialogue you know, after a while because you know, there's only a certain amount of sets but yeah it, it's just never stops being fun listening to the stuff they come out with and what they can do and you can fight them off against each other like Pokemon as well, which is quite nice. Um, Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, if you want to um, train your best orcs up for, like, sieges and stuff, it, you can put them into, like, a fighting pit and have them They just literally just pit one against the other. You can do that with your own, or you can do it against enemy ones. And, yeah, they basically do it like a simulated little fight. Sometimes that's cool and it looks kind of interesting in terms of how they battle tactically and others it's just like they stand there when they have a clear advantage and don't do anything and you're like fuck's sake move but um yeah other than that yeah story is um you know, canon is uh, <laughs> there in places but also very much missed in others um the uh notorious shayla thing which of course our dear tim noons wrote a very very good article about um as you can see on PSU's top banner right now, um, if you're listening to us this week. Um, it's a decision that never really gets fully justified. Um, it's up there with Kojima's, you'll be ashamed of your words and deeds in terms of saying, oh, you know, here's, here's a reason for you as to why this giant fuck-off spider is also a hot woman as well. It's uh, It's like... Her inclusion, other characters' inclusions, including you know, you know, other canon characters, if you will, uh, being in there for a bit. You're in here because, okay, like that. Um, the whole Sauron thing is interesting, to say the least, because there's, you know, you're still on this old revenge trail of being after Sauron in both bodies of Celebrimbor and Talion. And that's interesting in the sense of the divide it creates with Kilburn uh, is certainly more driven to do anything to get to Sauron and defeat Sauron, whereas Talion like, gets to the point, oh, you know, I'm not really up for this, I'm not really up for that. So that becomes the sort of overarching story with those two. Only problem with that is, of course, Talion is boring and very much an Aragon light and still looks like he was made of a bunch of jawbones in the face. It's a shame because he can do some really cool stuff. It is odd that nobody human in the world ever acknowledges the fact that he has superpowers. And it's like, oh, yeah, we trust this guy that hangs around with like a spectral elf and does backflips hundreds of feet into the air. He's cool. Yeah, he's definitely not in any way a bit dodgy uh, when fighting off against these other guys. Um, yeah, support cast is nice too, you know, in terms of what they put in there. The, the two characters they focus on that 
will have DLC down the way. The world is very, very big, possibly intimidating in terms of, oh, Christ, I've got all this to do sort of thing. But like I say, two of the regions are very much locked off for DLC at this point, but that's fine because there are is a huge amount of space already to deal with. It's fun. It, it's not brilliant. It's very much more of the same but bigger and maybe not addressing some of the problems it had. But, yeah. And, yeah, loot boxes, yes, they're in there. Yes, they're stupid. But they really don't do anything. I don't. I, not in the sense of I'm an entitled gamer. I'm really good at games. I didn't need them. Because I'm, not, I'm, I'm often quite shit at games. And I really never felt any danger of needing to buy a loot box. I mean, you can buy loot boxes if you want in terms of like with the cash in game and for P, it gets you good stuff. If you're high level, you'll get high level stuff. That's it. You know, it's like if you want high level orcs out of it, there you go. High level orcs. If you want high level weapons, there you go. But you also find them when you're out fighting. They usually go find better stuff when you're out fighting. So yeah, it's literally, I would say, in there for the time sensitive but yeah, it didn't need to be in there, let's be honest. Um, other than that, uh, I can't really talk much about Nero Automata because I've only played like an hour of it. Um, I suppose the good thing is I don't hate it or anything yet, so it's interesting as the start goes, but most of it is what I played in the demo uh, back, way back. So I'm playing it because you know I, it's one of the two games on my list, I think this and Yakuza Zero that I haven't played this year that I really want to sort of have done before the end of the year. I want to try a Yakuza game one day. Oh, they're very good fun. It's just like, but again, I always find them horribly time-consuming because I just get very much sucked into them. So it's either all in or nothing with me on that one. Um, played a bit of Titanfall 2 today, which was, yeah, Titanfall 2. Again, I, it never ceases to be damn good. Um, what else did I play? Oh, last weekend... I busted through The Hunter, Call of the Wild, which is a hunting game, which is uh, probably one of the most surprisingly good games I've played this year. It's like It requires the patience of a saint if you're actually doing it to just be hunting, but you don't need to. It's got a huge, two huge open world maps that you could just walk through, and it looks really lovely. So it's like a literal walking simulator in terms of, it's nice to just go walking around it. And whereas many game worlds, when they're huge, say like um, go through cons or even just cause, there's lots of uh, repeated patterns you know, and repeated use of stuff. And like it, this forest will look the same as this forest because they'll use the same base trees and the same base colors. Here it's like it flows, all the, the wild areas flow more like a real life wild, the wild. You know, it, it's like you'll get odd patches of grass or trees that aren't fully grown, trees that aren't uh, have been cut down or broken, bushes that are bigger than other bushes. It's just, it's an odd one to, to describe. It's, you don't notice till you play it that so many games don't really represent real-life uh, outdoorsy things so that well. And, yeah, this is... um. Avalanche, funny enough, uh, which is the makers of uh, Just Cause as well. So it's uh, it's odd to see that they can do a big open world and make it quite detailed in a strange way. I suppose it's because they don't have to worry about cars and people and things like that. It's just you and the wildlife, which is one of the deepest stealth games <laughs> I've played in a while because you just have to do everything right to not get seen or heard with them and sneak up on animals and find the right you have the right gun you have the right thing for that uh, personally in real life you know hunting not really caring for it at all but you know video game it's video game it's like i don't care much for war but you know, still gonna play a game about a war it's yeah it, i found most of my time was better spent walking around having a good laugh but at the same time you know and when you do get on the scent of a hunt and you actually go through with it and pull it off it's amazing and there's just some emergent stuff in it that's so good like you know, stuff that will throw you off a trail like and it, it's really really good it's like i say unless you've got patience for it it uh, not much happens for long stretches of time because you know if, if 
if you're hunting, it takes a while to track. If you're lucky, probably about half an hour to track an animal. And if you're not, well, you know, it, hours can pass by. But as I said, because it looks so nice and it's so big and you can enjoy walking through it, it doesn't feel so bad in that sense. And there's stuff to find around the world as well. So it's like, um, like places of historical value, like little trinkets and stuff that you can just find as well. And, and you know, if you get bored of walking, you can go on a quad bike and go tearing it off around there, which I didn't find out until about, I played for about six, seven hours. And I don't know, you kind of hate that the quad bike's there because it's like you don't tend to go seeing as much as you wanted to see because, like, well, if I get to this area, I can open this area up and I can fast travel between all these sections then for the better hunt. Anyway, lovely game, surprising game. Um, yeah, it was good. And last but not least, I'm still reviewing it, but it's well past. It's already out. Is a uh, detention, which is a Taiwanese 2D point-and-click horror game or survival horror game, even. That's uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's not combat focused. It's very much avoidance and and stealth in terms of how it works. Um, you make your way past the enemies by holding your breath in this one as well. These weird evil spirits and yeah, you can only hold breath for a certain amount of times. So you've got to time it right so that they don't see, you know, sense your presence until you've gone past. And yeah, there's all that. There's lots of the survival horror sort of puzzles of, you know, find this item for this, etc. Um, it's probably leans more into Silent Hill than it does, say, Resident Evil in terms of how it is, but it's that if it is interesting, it's in a school. It's, yeah, it's very odd and creepy and yeah it works very well and the art style is very like a washed out hand-drawn look to it that's quite nice too uh, i'm not quite finished it but it's um so far been very interesting and more than i expected that's for sure boy goodness i did talk for a long time with no one talking but that's it that that's all i have played so that that ends my business on that front so I suppose we, we go to something else. Did anyone have anything else they wanted to talk about before we leave on this fine, fine day? Um, no. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's been kind of a slow week. It has been. I thought it was more to it, but most of it has been about loot boxes. and oh, I, I suppose you could say IGN, you know, doing what they did with the uh, Humble Bundle and stuff. That, is that, a bit... that, 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 one could say they weren't very humble about that. <laughs> it's... I know, the sport have been coming to a... What the hell? I don't know what it is, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm now getting a call. Yeah, I'm getting Skype messages. And that one isn't nil. Yes, I've got Skype noises for some reason. Okay. Is my mic messing up? Hello? Hello. I can hear you. Okay. Hello? Again, Skype. What? Hello? Is it me you're looking for? I can yeah. see your oh. call. I've got Skype ringing going on in the background for some reason. That's my headset. It's just like... Da, da, da. I don't know why either. Do, do. Um, I have literally nothing else open for it to... Very odd. Have you tried turning it off and on again? If I do that, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, I will have to. Uh, I will return shortly. Talk amongst yourselves. And now we shall talk amongst ourselves. And now he's back. I'm back, but also do, do, I've still do. got the same thing going on. There we go. Do, do, oh. do. It's when you have um, Skype and Hotmail open at the same time, for some reason, it's the Hotmail suddenly decided, oh, you had a call earlier. We're going to do that now for some reason. <laughs> I don't quite know why that happens. I think we found something to talk about. Why do you have a Hotmail? Who doesn't have a hot mail? It's 2017. I also have you know, other mail providers. Like AOL? Yeah, I have an AOE. L. It's how you I have get an AOE. 
<laughs> it's how you game the system with free trials and stuff. It's like uh, like WWE Network. I had most of a year free of that because of free offers from both email accounts. So it's great. Uh, but, technically, I have this. an AOL because Talk Talk uses AOL's email system. Yeah. I mean, I think others have fallen by the wayside in time too. But I think, yeah, Hotmail just, I, I have still because there's so many old things on there that I don't remember passwords for. So it's like, yeah, I better keep hold of that for now. But, I've I mean, had this Hotmail since I was in college. So that's like 14 years. But I, I am terrible if at If anyone like, wants my Hotmail, they can have it. It's I've been taken at hotmail.com. <laughs> 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 okay, that's the only way I'd use one. Uh, I love it. Um, so yeah, we, we decided that it was a slow news week. There has not been much to talk about in terms of games um, and IGN, and that was it. And again, with that, we could go crazy on it and say why it's stupid, but I think the reasons are obvious. Yeah, and- we can't really talk about it because we haven't spent enough. <laughs> I don't think I'll be buying anything from Humble Bundle anymore. No, um, I think. Which makes all me right. mad. I, I'm gonna have to say it. Um, the problem is, of course, as it's been pointed out, that Humble have now also become a publisher as well, yeah. which is surely a problem with IGN. Being, I mean, conflict of interest, much. Oh my God! We've got a new I mean, game they... out, published by Humble Bundle. Oh, let's review. Oh, ten. Sure, and it's like they may not review it, but because of their advertising pull, you know, they could advertise the shit out of their games. And it's like in ways that are unfair to other games, and it's like, yeah, it's. I don't know. There's there's so much that could go wrong with it, and yeah, I, I'm. I'm a bit sure it's all legit. Different. I don't. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It's just the it idea. Is already it. it is already wrong. It's yeah, it's just wrong. Let's put it that way. I can't, I can't think of a comparable thing that would be as bad, but it's just it's up there. Let's be honest. It's like um, I know it, it is a thing somewhere with um GameStop and um Game Informer, isn't it? They're the same company. It, yeah. That's a, that's a shop and and a review site, but that is like the exception to the rule. Um, yeah. It, that sort of thing. Almost not as bad, though, as, as a site that reviews games basically holding a publisher as well. It just seems very, very odd. And, yeah, I mean, not that IGN care much for indie games that often, unless they're, you know, like the big ones. But, um, yeah, still. We shall see. Um, whew, yeah, what else? Nothing, really. It, it's just... Deadly though, because the games are coming out and people are playing them, and the the hysteria around them. You know them what goes... I'll be playing if I had it? South Park. Give me it, Ubisoft. Yeah, give I me it. I will review it ten. I'll give it a ten. I haven't played you it realize... yet. I'm going to give it a ten. You realise now if you give it a ten, you're just going. <laughs> oh no, gonna... there's no way I'll give it an actual ten because uh, there's no game out there that deserves a ten. You see, now if you give it less than 10, people will go, oh, no, he only went back on that because he said he was going to give it a 10 and he doesn't want to sound like he's corrupt. There's got to be a 4 now. So. No, from what I've seen, I've watched a bit, a lot of gameplay of it, you know, it definitely looks like an 8 to me or a 9. From what I've seen anyway until I actually play it. Sure, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. especially Freeman being the taco vendor, well, the crafting vendor. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Mm. He's yeah. in charge of crafting. You, 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 you crafted a burrito and a taco, and the burrito and an enchanta together. You invented the enchirito. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever been made. Uh, I doubt that very much. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets uh, selfie with Morgan Freeman. Of course. For the coonogram. God damn it. <laughs> okay, um, let's um, wrap up, I suppose. Um, yeah. Ben, you usually have a lot of shouty out things. Yeah, you that? I'd like to shout to uh, Klaus and I bring it Phoenix Down Radio. You can go check them out at phoenixdownradio.com. You can shout out to Evolve Mail, aka twitch.tv slash Evolve Mail, aka girlfriend's favorite streamer. 
a shout out to Merston Radio, shout out to Gather Together, shout out to Shit, gather t- shout out to um, Infrared Radio, aka Fusion X, for having me on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, shout out to Alfonso, because I still haven't made him mad yet. And a shout out to everyone on Twitter. By the way, we still got that Twitter competition to hand out as well. Yes, which has received exactly one entry. Congratulations, so far. you won. I'll send you it later on today. There you go. I think, yeah, I think that's only fair. It's like the chances there. I, uh, I think one in one. That's that's very high. That was very high chances. What... You won. Yes. Um. On on the the upside, it proves someone listened. Uh. On the bad side, it proves only <laughs> <laughs> one person listened. Yeah. Uh, enough to understand or or that like destiny i suppose or had destiny yeah so you won congratulations person whose name will entirely escape me right now but uh it would take too long to go and find it but yes congratulations send me a message with the name if i don't find it yes yes um next competition will be next month Next, sorry, say that again. I'm going to do another competition next month. Oh, cool, excellent. Oh, um, Tim, what about you? Um, you guys, all the listeners, Alfonso for being bomb diggity. Yeah, <laughs> bomb diggity. Uh, oh, I remember now. It's Daniel Linton, by the way. Okay. Congratulations, at, at- Daniel Linton. You were Dan- destiny. Yes, you were. You were the one. You were destined to win it. You were destined to win. <laughs> um, Gary. Um. Yeah. Same. Uh. You guys. Um. Listeners. As always. Yeah. Fantastic. And yeah, I obviously share that sentiment. I would say, to follow at. Pod Unchained, though not really managed to tweet much on there recently because I had to reboot my phone and I lost the password. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's only on the, the old PC at the minute. I will figure it out. I just, yeah, momentum, energy, etc., etc. Um, I might pester for the password sometime. Yeah, once I figure out what it is, you can yeah. definitely have it. <laughs> we'll do well on that. Is it uh, Chile is amazing at 29.69, Doc? That's my other password. Nice. <laughs> of course, yes, and thank you guys, uh, obviously, again, for being here with me. Thank you for last week for covering for me. And uh, we will see you next week for the big 190. I say it's big. It's not really, but it, it's a number. It is pretty big of a number. It is. It's it's decent. It's decent-sized. I should have a Lord of the Rings quote to end this, really. That would have been even better, wouldn't it? I mean, we have time every day. Unchained moves closer to Mordor. I mean, 200 episodes. Um, See, we should just use the Eagles. Yes, but what does your heart tell you? That we should have used the Eagles. Yeah. It would have been faster. (laughs) Oh, no, Mordor. Okay, done. And so, yes, we will now go back to the abyss. We'll fall into the nothingness that awaits us and our masters. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. For my precious.